Hello. Who is this? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now, he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. She's always running up the stairs and she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Give another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. You do make the rules. The police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, it saves time. He just kills by them. Answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. Everybody's a suspect! Not scary, are you? Squeak. And welcome back to another episode of the Film Real Cast. I'm Stuart, your host. It's episode 60, and today I'm only joined by James. James, how are you doing? I must congratulate Stu once again, maintaining his perfect record of intros. You wouldn't know that listening to intros, but I normally mess them up. Graham does. Josh has never done an intro. I think that needs to be addressed. I think for the last Star Wars film, Josh will do the intro. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, Yeah, so we've been away for a couple of weeks. The last one we did was The King of Kong, which surprisingly... It's been our best ever episode, isn't it? In terms of the popularity and down, yeah, downloads, considering it's such a cult slash niche film, yeah, yeah, I was really surprised at that when you told me while I was on holiday. Yeah, it did so well. I was really, really uh, surprised and just grateful for everyone who downloaded it um, and for the feedback as well. So uh, this week, we've had a week's break. We're going in a completely different direction. Yes, do you like scary movies? I had to, I had to put it in there. Yes, I, I do like scary movies. What's your yeah. favourite scary movie? Uh, it's mentioned in this film a hell of a lot. I really, really like Halloween, just because... Really? I remember watching it when I was too young to be able to watch it, really. When, when, when it came on TV at late at night? It just scared the shit it. out of me. It really did. I don't know it how did. old I was. It's this, it. it's this man that you cannot kill. Yeah. And, 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 and the piano did it. Yeah, with the William did Shatner it. mask, just staring... And it was just when like, Jamie Lee Curtis was walking down the road and you'd see his point of view kind of looking at her and uh, like through those masks. Yeah. And then she turned around and he wasn't there. Just stuff like that freaked me out, that there could be someone out there who could do that for me. Because it was so realistic. It wasn't like monsters or anything, was it? It was like a person. No. Which is always worse in any kind of film when it's lifelike and you obviously he gets killed or he gets stabbed and shot and he keeps going. But I think anything where... It's a human being who's going around killing people, and the killings are pretty realistic. It, it makes you think this could happen, or this could inspire someone 
to do this kind of crime and I could be a victim of it. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, did you feel, I know it's going a tiny bit off topic, did you feel the same way about the first Saw film as well? Because I did. That, that could happen. That's a not No, any... I, I really enjoyed the first Saw film I, I, and I enjoyed it because it was, it was so original. I enjoyed seeing the, the deaths, the traps he set up. But I was just, it was just really enjoying it. I, the enjoyment of it was just brilliant. I love watching it. And I like the, especially the trap where he's in a barbed wire kind of maze where he has to get out in the first one. And that bear trap on that girl's head or the jaw where mm. it rip her jaw. Just those traps were, were so good that I just found that a really enjoyable film. And, it, and the twist at the end was fantastic. I never I guessed was, the yeah. twist at the end. So, but, but no, I, love, I do enjoy horror films. I don't watch many of them now because uh, I'll probably watch more zombie films now. Wormwood was the last zombie film I watched, which is uh, an Australian film, which is ne- quite entertaining. I never ended up finishing watching that. Um, oh, that zombie film where they're all stuck in there. Stuck in a building, and it was a uh, uh, like Blair Witch live action TV shaky cam. I uh, like found footage film quarantine. Quarantine? No, I've not seen that. No, no. no. Anyway, but yeah, I, I, I hope you had. No, sorry, to give an opinion. <laughs> I feel like I let you down. Um, but this is in respect of uh, Wes Craven, who sadly passed away. That's why we've uh, decided of all the films that he um, directed was to do uh, was to do Scream. So. Um, Scream, 1996, so I would have been 22 at the time. It came out in November, so it was a Christmas release. Okay. Um, and they uh, brought this out because there were so many Christmas films out. This would be something different, and it was a holiday period, so they were hoping that more people would go to see it. Um, the film stars Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, uh, Drew Barrymore, David Arquette. As I say, it's released uh, in 1996, towards the end of the year. And it's at the high school, a fictional town called Woodsboro in California where he becomes a target of a killer known as Ghostface. And it's Sydney's best friend, Tatum. She's in it as uh, Rose McGowan. I've, not, I've seen her. One of those girls, I recognise her face. Uh, Planet Terror. But, uh, that's it, Planet Terror. I couldn't picture where I'd recognise her before. And she's in a couple of other series as well, like I think Charmed or something. But yeah, you'll recognise her from Planet Terror. She's, she's a, I felt she was a lot prettier in Planet Terror than she was in this, I felt. Yeah, I she was. In this, she looked a bit like kind of Adam's family like she very yeah strange. I didn't like her hair no or, or her get up get no. out or is it get up is the, it get up the cut of her jib the cut, the cut. absolutely <laughs> um, the other main characters include Sydney uh, Sydney's best friend Tatum which is uh, Rose McGowan Sydney's boyfriend Billy Loomis is uh, Skeet Ulrich uh, Billy's best friend which is Stu Macker which is um, Matthew Lillard who's also um, Shaggy and Scooby Doo which I think he's really good at doing that. Do you like Matthew Lillard? Uh, I like him with Shaggy and Scooby Doo. The kids love him with Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Is that is that where it ends? Is that where, where that's it where ends? it ends? Yeah, right. That's where I, it starts and ends. Because I'm pretty much the same. Yeah. Apart from that, I find him quite annoying. Uh, he was yeah. He was in Wing Commander. I've never heard of that film. You've heard of the game though. Yes, I've heard of the game. I've never it, heard of the yeah, film. Yeah, got Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, in, and other people. See, Freddie Prince Jr. went for cast as this. He wasn't successful. Really? Yeah. Um, and it's got Randy Meeks, uh, Jamie Ked, uh, Kennedy, who's the film geek in there, who we'll be speaking about later on. As I say, Deputy Sheriff Dewey Riley, which is uh, David Arquette. Uh, a news reporter, Gail Weathers, of all the stupid names, which is Courtney Cox. And the film's combined with comedy and a whodunit mystery with violence of a slasher genre. Um, 
lots of cliches over horror films popular, such as Halloween, Halloween, Friday the 13th. The film was considered unique at the time um, due to the, uh, the cliches of horror films that they mentioned. So, uh, yes, it was almost a, almost a satire or an allegory of, of um, you know, the way the horror movie genre is. Yeah, and it's partly based on the real-life case of the Gainsborough Ripper. That's what Scream was done. And it was uh, written by Kevin Williamson. Who I think, as I mentioned to you, I'm pretty sure he is the Dawson's Creek writer. Oh, yeah, I remember watching And Dawson's I don't know, Creek. he may have had something to do with it. I know what he did last summer as well, but I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I don't know. I've got no data to actually look on my phone. Uh, so it says the script was originally titled Scary Movie, um, which was bought by Dimension Films and was retitled um, by the Weinstein brothers just before the film was complete. Um, production of face censorship issues, motion pictures, Association of America and obstacles um, for locals uh, filming on location. The film went to a financial and critical acclaim, earning $173 million worldwide. It became the highest grossing slasher film. Um, and it received several awards and nominations. The, uh, the score for this by Macro Beltrami also was critically acclaimed. Um, and cited as one of the most intriguing horror scores composed in years. It's earned, as you said earlier, it's now earned cult status. Uh, and Scream has marked a change in the horror genre. Um, and I think it's they had parody films of Scream, which was called Scary Movie, wasn't yeah, it? Where Scream was almost a parody of the horror movie genre. Yeah. So it's a parody of a parody. Yeah. Did you like the first Scary Movie? Uh, yes, the first Scary Movie. I, I, Leslie Nielsen did that, didn't he? Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know if he was in that one or the later ones. I can't remember. I like those Scary Movie films. I think I, the one where, was it Pamela Anderson? Was running, he's in one of them. Running Through the Sprinkle or Carmen Electra. Really oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That's a, yeah. Yeah. But I think other than the first one, it's kind of like a film you can watch once and then I don't think it's funny the second time, the jokes, for me. Where things like yeah. Airplane, very similar type comedy, but they're funny time and time again. Yeah, it's very much slapstick comedy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's even cheaper than stuff like Airplane because you'd never find it as funny. No. But if you and I sat down and watched Airplane, I'd probably laugh as much as I did. Yeah. I quite like it time. when they take the piss out of War of the Worlds, like, like shit films. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And they do rip those apart. Um, yeah, but a lot of them. There's one with Signs, the Mel Gibson film. See, I like, I like that film. No, up I, until the last few minutes. Yeah, when he said "swing away." Yes. That, yeah, it was a bit shitty. So, um, but yeah. So the cast. We've gone through most of the cast. Drew Barrymore, which is the, uh, the I say at the time was uh, the main A-list. Uh, well, she actress, initially wanted. They wanted her to be the main the main part. Yeah. Right. She, she plays Casey, and interestingly enough, mm. Roger Jackson plays the uh, voice on the phone. Um, and a very, very small part, and he soon pops his clogs, is Kevin Patrick Walls uh, was given Steve, who was his boyfriend. Okay. And he was only given the part as the boyfriend because he failed to get the part as um, Billy. Um, oh. So, Ski Ulrich's part. So, uh, they kind of promised him, you can have a part in the film, but you will die within the first five minutes of the <laughs> film. So obviously, Neve Campbell, Sydney, uh, Billy, as I've already said, is Skeet Ory, Corny Cox, Gal Weathers, um, Rose McGowan's Tatum, David Arquette plays it, Deputy Dewey, uh, Matthew Lillard is Stuart, Jamie Kennedy is Randy, um, Wes Craven, uh, even though he's uncredited in this, he's Fred the janitor, and uh, Henry Winkler, again, he goes uncredited as, credited as uh, Principal Himbury. Good old, yeah, I know, good old, the Fonz. Yeah. And he was the Fonz, I can imagine how. 
I can yeah. imagine that, that was a fond of the headmaster, the way he was yeah. looking in the mirror. Yeah, and everything. His scene is really, really good. Yeah. Um, this film starts explosive. I mean, it's um, you start off with uh, Casey, who uh, is Drew Barrymore's character, Casey Becker. She receives quite a, which is quite a, a flirtatious phone call from the start from an unknown person, which Casey presumes is the wrong number. And then, and then he rings up again and again, and, and she, she's not gobby or anything like that. She's just quite polite, isn't she? But she's a bit flirty back as well. Um, and she says that she's watching a uh, horror film. And the voice on your phone, which isn't a normal voice to anyone, is it? It's a... Uh, no. You can tell it's... It's a bit different. It's a brilliant voice. It's like that guy who does the voice for um, boxing who introduces it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got quite a unique voice um, that Roger Jackson has. And he asks, what's your favourite uh, scary movie? And she says, Halloween. And uh, he asks if the boyfriend's there. And at this stage, she's been quite flirty back again. Yes. And it's, it, it's going on... The conversation's going on okay. It's not threatening in any way. Um, and it escalates... He, I mean, he starts to get creepier, doesn't he, though? Before he gets angry. Yeah, because he says, I want to know who I'm looking at. And instantly, as soon as he says that, I remember first watching this film, and when I watched it again yesterday, that she freaks out, and you would freak out, a lone female in the house. Yeah, you would, yeah. And some bloke rings up who says, I want to know what you're looking at. Oh, yeah. After after talking to her, for, I think, if he answered just that, you'd think it's a prank call. Oh, yeah. Away. But the fact he's talking to her, and then he suddenly throws that in, almost yeah. out of the blue, where they're having a creepy kind of normal conversation at this point. Yeah, and I want yeah. to know who I'm looking at. And the music and the score—that's where the score is so good. You're talking about because because the music kicks in, bum bum. You know, you know, it does does the yeah, uh, uh, and it's fantastic. Yeah, and she, so she turns all the lights on outside, and they've got a swimming pool. Um, and she goes around locking all the doors, um, and he, he hangs up on her again. And he rings up and he says, "If you hang up on me again, I'm gonna gut you like a fish." I love that. I love it. I re- we, yeah. we use that at college all the time. That, oh really? Hang up again, I cut you like a fish. Oh, yeah. And it's just awful, isn't it? Yes. And the tension, and this was in about the first, not even five minutes of the film, the tension is so high already. It is. And you just think, she's going to die, but she can't die, she drew Barrymore. Yep. And that's exactly what I thought when I, I first saw this. Um, and then again, they start to bring the cliches in. So the front door rings, and she says, who's there? And he says, don't you know, you should never say that. Um, you may as well go outside. You know what I mean? And check out who's there. Because that's the thing they do in horror films. You sit there watching it, and they go outside, and you, you're sitting there, and because you're on the edge of your seat, you start talking to yourself, yeah, if they go outside, they're going to die. They are going to die if they go outside. No one goes outside. And that's, and that's kind of that, that, the cliche of this film, and that's, that's what I like about it, that they answer all the questions. And sometimes they do it but it doesn't take the tension away does it no but the interesting thing is uh, you actually goes outside and it's a big like you know middle finger to the horror movie genre as you said yeah. almost Go, no, no no and then she kind of like after that initial scare gets her confidence back yeah yeah because she says my boyfriend's going to come over he's going to kick your ass oh, yeah, she says that yeah but at this point she's kind of crying clutching at straws but yeah yeah and uh, he says my boyfriend's coming over and, and I think that's when he says that Steve and that's when he puts the uh, patio light on and Steve's tied up in a chair. And you know that he's a goner, isn't he? Steve's going. Steve, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's not even wearing a name badge. And uh, he's a goner. So he, he says, okay, we'll answer some questions then. And uh, I always get this question wrong. The very, the very first one he asks, uh, we'll play a game. 
And it was what's the guy's the killer's name in Halloween, isn't it? That's the yes. first one he asked. Not an easy one. Yeah, uh, and then the second one he asked was what was the killer's name in who is the or who is the killer in uh, yeah. um, in uh, Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, and she said she says Jason, doesn't she? Yes. And he says no, it's Jason's mum. Did you know that? Uh, no, I said Jason again. Which so is say, what I said last so time. So, had it been Graham, Graham would have died on the. On the uh, Graham would have died. Outside the swimming pool. Yeah, he would okay. have died miserably. Yeah. So, I was thinking, what did I say last time? Was it Jason? Or did I know it wasn't Jason? But then I went for and Jason. Then it was too late. Then it was too late. Yeah, and it wasn't Jason. So, um, so she gets killed, or he gets killed, and he gets his innards ripped out. He, yes. Yeah, I mean, for, now, for these days, I think after watching Saw, we've kind of been desensitised. But if you go back to the 90s, Straight off, that it was that was still pretty gory for like 1996. Yeah, I think. Oh, it was pretty full on because no sooner has he gutted him that he then says on the phone uh, to her, "What door am I standing at?" Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, it's it's all psychological, isn't it? Yes. You don't see anything; it's just a voice on the phone. Um, so he then jumps through the window, and that that part where uh, she smacks him on the face with the phone. The actual person who played that killer then was oh, Wes Craven. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she actually did smack Wes Craven in the face <laughs> with the, uh, the mobile phone, um, which was quite weird. I don't know why he did it, whether he wanted to get into the part of it or whether he just did it for the uh, shits and giggles. I really don't know. But Do you think the cast and crew took turns being a ghost face? Because there's no way the way it shot, you know, as long as they're the same size-ish. Yeah, you, know, you don't know, kind of like, do you? Know. Um, yeah, so she does. They have a, a bit of a fight inside the house. Uh, I think it's it's really tragic that the parents, her parents, turn up, don't they? Yes. And she's running away from the house. That's what made it so scary. That bit, though, I think. Yeah. It was the fact that she could see her parents. Yeah, and he runs up next to her and stabs her, and it's uh, awful, isn't it? She's laying on the floor, all fucked up, and uh, he's just dragging her body away, and the parents just go in the house. And they can see it's been smashed up inside. Yeah. Um, and then, but they can hear. They, which they, is they awful. go to phone the police, don't they? And they can because the line yeah. is still open. Yeah, yeah. And they can hear her being dragged. Yeah. Which is fucking awful. When you think that is horrible, isn't it? Yeah. When the realization hits them that it is their daughter they're hearing being dragged away and murdered, so they go outside, and to make matters worse, as part of she's been gutted as well, just like Steve. That she's hanging from a tree with all her intros hanging out. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was it. Bang, the intro. I mean, uh, up until then, I've not really seen a horror film. And as we were speaking about earlier, with um, with Halloween, you've got uh, Michael Myers when he was younger, um, and he goes around the yeah, he just kills his family, but it's uh, it's not graphic in any way. It's a child doing it. And then you go on to a bit of character development. On a Friday the 13th, you've got character development of the uh, the kids going to um, Camp Crystal Lake. But in this... Yeah, you've got the whole, like, like Jaws kind of... You don't really see much of it, and it builds up and builds up and builds up to a crescendo. Yeah, yeah you've got this. It very much, yeah, kind of like, you know, like, um, you know, the old uh, James Bonds, where you have this action-packed first few minutes, and then you've got the, uh, and then you've got the credit, yeah. you know, the, the, uh, the intro scene. It's almost it's, like that, isn't it? Yeah, because you, yeah, you see who the killer is, you know what his MO is with regards to ringing people up. Um, and you see guts. You see people being gutted and hung from a tree all within quarter of an hour. Yeah. Um, and it was just great. And when I first watched the film, I thought, fucking hell, this is going to be a mental film. 
And I still felt that watching it yesterday, even I've seen it a dozen times, I still really enjoyed that same experience of, yes. of going back to it and the, the psychological side of things. It, it still remained. It's, it's still really, really good. Whether that could change now because of the, like the phones and the internet and stuff like well, that. I don't think it does. Do it. I don't think it does. Because the biggest question mark, going back to this, I think we're talking about when, when we, we decided to film was, I haven't seen that for about 10 years. You know, um, is it going to hold up? Yeah. And so far, uh, it's a yes. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that Drew Barrymore, who you thought was going to be the star of the film, because um, they didn't really give anything away, uh, was the first one to be killed. So it, it kind of broke all the rules in the fact that who else is going to die in this film? No one was safe. Yeah. And when you actually look at the cast, other than Drew Barrymore, they're not really famous. As in, like, probably, you know, I'm thinking probably the Fonz is the most, yeah, is the most, is the most famous of them all. You actually look at them, they're all known, and they're all in stuff, but yeah. they're not in anything big. They've not really been in a, in a big film. This would have been their biggest film to date. Yeah, I don't know when Last of Friends, if that had taken off. Ah, oh, no, I think Friends started in 94. Oh, really? But even, but even from a Friends point of view, that's TV, so you wouldn't really class them as film stars, would you? No, no, I suppose so. And I think Nev Campbell was in Party of Five, but I'm not sure when that started either. That was very much a, um, like a Hollyoaks kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it, it says, I mean, looking through the trivia, I mean, this is on IMDb, so how true it is, I don't know. But it says to keep Drew Barrymore um, looking scared and crying, director Wes Craven kept telling her real life stories about animal cruelty because she's wow. a keen animal lover in real life. That's uh, yeah. evil. It's really harsh, isn't it? It's... And the voice of, um, they never met Roger Jackson, who was the phone voice um, on set, and that was an actual conversation they were having. Uh, oh right telephone. that's quite interesting that's good yeah because I wanted to keep it original uh, which I thought was a really really good idea and I never actually thought about that whilst I was watching the film it was just there's so much trivia this film as you said before it's become such a cult classic yeah that, doesn't it there were just so many facts out there um, so next we see Neve Campbell um, I didn't really know when I watched this originally I didn't really know much about Neve Campbell she didn't really say anything to me she was my number one girl for years Oh, really? This is what started off. Scream, Scream 2, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it remains so for nearly a decade. She came on number one girl in, um, is it Wild Things? Oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> sure. her, was it her and... Um, Denise, oh, Denise Richards. Denise Richards. Yeah, I think, I don't know. No, and then, unfortunately, about five or six years after that, there was the dawn of the internet. Yes. And it, it changed everything, that did. Um, but yeah, no, Wild Things, I like that film. Yeah, I like not, not because of that, but I thought it was quite clever. No, I think Matt Dillon is uh, critically acclaimed as one of the best <laughs> no, actors. Yeah, no. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's in it, though. He is, and he's very to be good. Fair. But, no, but, but yeah, um, I thought, uh, really, really interesting. And I, it, having said that, Sydney Prescott, played by Neve Campbell, she's very much your st- stereotype kind of, you know, like very much Jamie Lee Curtis from the first Halloween, really. You, you, look, at the, yeah. you look at the way she dresses, yeah, Absolutely opposite to her friend. Absolutely. You look at her clothes. She's sexualised in absolutely no way, obviously, until you, she takes the top off um, at the end. Oh, she does show, him, show Billy her boobs, didn't she? Yeah, right. No, but that's right at the end. No, that's... Up until that point. That's at the start. That's when he, before he's going to climb out of the window. Oh, she he shows was... him the boobs. Yeah, but... I'm Sorry, apologies. But in the, the actual way she dresses her, she's not sexy at all. Oh, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you're right, what, because when they talk about the, the rules for it, about a virgin... 
She's, people who don't drink, yeah. people who don't take drugs and things like that. She's obviously saving herself. She doesn't drink, she doesn't smoke, doesn't take drugs. So yeah, she, yeah, as you think about that, yeah, she's pretty much... Yeah, you're generally exactly the same, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Who's mentioned several times, and the Halloween's mentioned several times through this film. Um, yeah, so when, we, when I saw uh, Neve Campbell, first of all, I just thought this was going to go into another murder. Oh, okay, you, didn't, you had no idea. But that's what was so good, because at the time, I didn't know who Neve Campbell was, you didn't know who Neve Campbell yeah. was, it could, and, that, and it was so good thinking, is this going to be another murder, or who's, who's next? And, I, and it was the idea that no one was safe. Yeah, because she was, you found out she was home on her own. Yeah. But um, yeah, you see her, um, and she's joined by um, the boyfriend Billy who climbs through the window. Isn't she? He, he that, that act skill in this, to be honest, I'm not, um, uh, my other half, my girlfriend, Michelle, she, she actually said I knew he was the killer all the time. When oh, I really? Watched. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she, she says, because he looks so creepy and every time he hugs her and stuff, he looks creepy. He looks creepy at her. And this is the first time I've actually noticed it, that he does have that really creepy face. The way when he hugs her with the hair coming down in his eyes and the way he does it, I think it's brilliant. And it, and it almost makes it quite obvious now when you go with that mindset, as, as if, why I didn't see that before. Yeah. I, I, I remember watching it, and Billy's got really dark eyes, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he, he looks like a killer. But it's one of those things where it's too obvious he's a killer. It's well, it plays on that. It's too obvious. Yeah. So it's not going to be him. Because there's so many other characters involved, isn't there? Yeah. So you think, well, there can't be any like him because they're giving it away straight away. And they're already mentioning kind of cliches and tropes from other horror films. But are they doing that? Are these clues to who the killer is? They're feeding you information. Or are they doing that? Because they talk about, whereas they don't in other horror films you watch. When you watch a horror film, uh, anyone, even a zombie film, when there's a noise outside, they always go out and investigate, don't they? Yeah. And if uh, someone comes to the door after a threatening phone call, they'll open the door when you know they shouldn't. And all the lights are out. And you kind of think, well, why are the lights out? Why don't someone turn the lights on? And in this, they, I like the fact they refer back to horror films. Yes. And all the do's and don'ts. Of how to stay alive in films. Yeah, and even in the last, uh, you know, in the last act of the film, you've got obviously Jamie Kelly's character, Randy, yeah. say, and actually blatantly telling us the different rules and yeah. do's and don'ts, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and I like that. So um, anyway, get back. So Billy comes round, and that's when you see a bit of character development with regards to Sydney won't go third base with yep. um, Billy. What is third base? Uh, sexual intercourse, whatever. That I thought that's a home run. I don't know. I'm a virgin myself. Okay. Why? That's why I've lived so long. How's your wife and kids? They're really good, thanks. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, so, and he just wants to get in the knickers. He does. Um, but obviously he doesn't, so, uh, which is, you can't blame him, she's very attractive. Um, but he's a, he's not a jock, is he? He's no. He's just a, a bad boy, isn't he? Yeah, and she's very attractive, but in, in a very, I don't want to say plain Jane, but girl next door, kind of. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, you could be holding hands with her, and other than the fact that she does have a pretty face down the cinema, I, not too many blokes would be looking, you know, like, look, check that out, kind of yeah. thing, you know? And I like the fact that um, kind of fuck all happens with Sydney and her boyfriend. That's it, he just goes, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. That's it. So the next day, obviously... Oh, and the dad says he's going away. He said, what's that noise? Because she's scared, she screamed. Yeah. And uh, obviously we introduced Sydney's dad, uh, and then he goes on holiday, but does it. he? 
Oh, maybe. Yeah, but mostly. I think, yeah, yeah. mostly goes on holiday, mostly. <laughs> Ends up in a, in, a, in a ditch somewhere. So the following day, there's loads of media on. Uh, that's when you first see Courtney Cox. Uh, and you meet the Fonz as well, who's the headmaster and principal of the school. Uh, I, would, I would happily have him as my headmaster slash principal. I thought he was quite good. He even had the line, don't remember, your principal loves you. And he, yes, and he's got... Yeah, there were some really good lines, actually, in this film. Yeah. I forgot to write down, which were... Uh, which were quite good piss takes. Um, you meet Sydney's friends, and it's really strange when you first meet all of Sydney's friends that they're um, there talking so openly and bluntly about this murder, about a person being gutted. And again, they're they're kind of creepy, weird, aren't they? They are. They are. They are. I mean, I mean, Matthew Lillard's character takes it to the extreme. Yeah, but yeah, and it, he does it at the extreme that he comes across kind of mentally challenged, doesn't he? Almost. He doesn't show any kind of remorse. It's all excitement for him, which, in hindsight, which is a wonderful thing, that should have been a bit of a clue. Yes. With regards yeah, to, it probably should have been. Um, yeah, so it was flashing at you that other people, when you look at his kind of his take on it, Randy's quite quiet, and he comes across as being fucking nuts, doesn't he? Yes. Where he's he laughing about how they could have died and cutting them up and yep. stuff like that, and it's. It's just really, really strange. But to a certain extent, they all seem a, a, a kind of a creepy bunch of weird kids. What, what I did notice for the first time after watching this, again, for, for uh, the film cast, um, is, is uh, I found that... I, I did question myself, OK, they're all very different characters. And I know friends are, but I wondered how they are all friends because they're so different. Mm. And, I, and, and I was trying to think of what, how they could be friends and what... You know, common interest or whatever, mm. common denominator made them be friends. Other because they're very individual characters. Why is why is Stilly friends with someone that's so so opposite her? It wasn't really explained. Mm. Do they all grow up? Do they all go to the same play play yeah. nursery? I, I know, I know. I, it didn't take away from the film, but for the first time, I did wonder that. But they didn't have that. I like was they didn't have the the big jock, did they? And they no. didn't have the the kind of cheerleader who was stunningly beautiful. Well, the closest we got was Sydney's best friend, but yeah. Yeah, they didn't have a, they didn't have a black guy either, did they? No. They didn't have lots of kind of the uh, the tokens that they have in these films where no, they didn't they'll have that. jock, scream queen. No. They'll have a black guy. No. They'll have some nerd as well who no one likes, but for some reason they like. Uh, they're friends with, but they tell them they can them, but they're still friends with them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do that. So, and, and as soon as you meet all of their friends, it instantly becomes a whodunit. Doesn't it? Which is what yes. I liked. Yeah. You're instantly picking these people out, and the way it's done, it was, I was continuously doing that. But it, but film. it could be one of you know, I think nearly what well, not quite but nearly about ten different characters because mm. I mean obviously later on you've got the the, the sheriff you you, you got Dewey yeah well and um, you've got the headmaster you've got the headmaster the dad yeah you know yeah, there's there's loads and and that's why it kind of reminded me of why I like this film so much. Um, meanwhile, Sydney she's struggling to the. Uh, to come to terms with the impending one-year anniversary of her mum's death, um, which was allegedly by uh, Cotton Weary, who's mentioned in the local news, who comes to light um, more so a bit later on. Because it's a yeah yeah because it's 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 getting close to a year anniversary to yeah. Sydney's mother's uh, murder. Yeah, and they don't really go into that much detail at the moment about no. that, do they? Uh, about her kind of past. Um, so then it comes on to. Uh, what would be the uh, creepy killer scene number two? That's what I put it down as in my notes. That Sid- goes back to Sydney. She's at her house. She's waiting for uh, Tatum to come over because she's on her own. And she receives a threatening phone call 
Uh, and I thought she was going to die at this time because, again, as I said before, at that time in my life, she was just a pretty girl, but a bit of a nothing yeah. to me. So uh, I should have followed the uh, the code of conduct when it comes to horror films that she is a, a virgin and she will stay alive. So the killer calls her and she hangs up on him. Um, and then the... Uh, but this is the point. I, th- I think well, I, meant, I wrongly mentioned maybe Drew did it, but this is the point where she, she does get quite ballsy, though. She does, because she thinks it's Randy. She presumes her friend Randy, yeah. and the killer says, I'm not Randy. Uh, and she says again, uh, look at your front porch. And she's got balls. As she says, she goes, she opens the door, doesn't she? Yeah. And she looks around. Um, I mean, I fucking wouldn't do that. And I even put that notes in capital letters. I fucking wouldn't. <laughs> yep, it's there, boys and girls. <laughs> I, yeah, and the music's really good at this time, and it is just full of suspense. All the time, you're waiting for the killer to arrive, and for her to die. Yeah, you are, you are. And, I, I, and once again, this is another, another example of why that score, I think, obviously, you know, won that award. Um, it really, without the score, it almost takes away half the scene for you because you don't have... I really help the music and everything. Yeah. It builds up, you know, builds up. It, it does, and it's done so, so well because you're basically reenacting exactly the same scene as what Drew Barrymore has yes. through yeah. with regards to opening the so, doors... You know what's going to happen, or say, or you think you know what's going to happen. Yeah, but the music keeps that suspense there, and it only gets real when um, the voice on the phone, the killer, says that he killed her mum, and that's when she freaks out a bit, doesn't yeah. she? And she, she gets pretty pissed off. Um, and they have a fight, and I like the fight they have because it really all the fights that the killer has or killers, it's very much like scary movie, isn't it? It is very slapstick, falling over. You yeah. might as well be fighting a zombie, almost. They're so clumsy. Yeah. yeah, it'll go through windows, get hit on the head of frying pans, fridge doors smacked in their heads, and they fall over, and then they get up again. And it is really slapstick, but it doesn't take away the, the scariness of it. No, it? it doesn't really, no. And I, and I think it's the first time, we're, you know, when we do see that ghost face for this first film, it's quite a not very nice yeah, that image, really. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, I do like the fact that Sydney said, you know, about talking about favourite scary movies. She says, I don't watch them, they're insulting. Some blonde people are running around and then running upstairs when she should go out the door, which is funny enough, exactly what Sydney does. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'd do. If I couldn't get through my front door out the window, I'd probably run upstairs yeah. and then decide what to do then and think, oh no, I shouldn't, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I'm going to be shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So she runs upstairs and locks herself by kind of double locking the uh, door handle. Very clever. Very together. clever. Yeah, which is really good. And, um, then she uh, again. I like the fact that she can't get through to the police, so she uses her computer. Yeah, back in nineteen ninety six. Well done. Yeah, I thought that was a brilliant idea. Because um, mine would have gone. Yeah. I'd have been. Uh, my my bloody funeral would have happened by the time it connected. I imagine. Yeah, I'd have used my data up the month yeah. before. Yeah, I would have been absolutely. Murdered. Um, and then, what happens next is absolutely brilliant. But uh, Billy then jumps through the window, doesn't he? Almost. Yeah. 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 Almost. About five seconds or less than that after the killer goes, which again I'm pointing fingers at him. Yeah. But is this a setup? Is but it, it makes it, yeah, it it's too obvious. Surely it's not. It's too obvious. It's yeah, him. It yeah. can't be. Um, and they have a cuddle, and again, the, the they he drops the mobile phone falls out. Yeah. And it, and it it's just brilliant. It is so good. And then you find out at the end why all this happens. But on the build up to uh, yeah. the ending, it's well. This game set a match. He's got the phone on him. He was there. He didn't hear the screaming, or he heard the screaming, didn't he? Yeah. But it's just too convenient. Yeah. So for me, he was the killer, and it's just brilliant. When you get to the ending and you sit there and think about it, you think, man, it is. It's, it's telling so, you. So it's well. right in your face. But 
it's, it's, yeah, it's making it so obvious. It's yeah. like, well, no, that's just to trick me. Yeah. You so know? then Dewey and, uh, turns up and arrests yeah. him. But he's got to have it all written down because he can't remember the... Uh, Dewey's. The See, I think, for me, Dewey's my favourite character in this. Yeah. Movie. Now, watching it again, because he's so pathetic, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it, he, yeah, he's a, uh, he can teach Nick Frost a thing or two in Hot Fuzz, I imagine, you know? It's that bad. <laughs> I think Billy's quite embarrassed at being arrested by Officer Dewey. Um, and Sydney spends a night at Tatum. Uh, and Courtney Cox arrives and misses the whole event. And she that's does. when you realise that her character's a real bitch. Yeah, she shouts at the fat man. Yeah, if you weren't so fat <laughs> yeah. eating burgers or something like that, you'd have got there in time. Uh, but that scene, I, I didn't know where they were going to go from there because they got the killer, had to be the killer. And I, I didn't know what else they could do. Was it going to be a case of next time you'll see him? Because they find uh, the mask on the porch as well, don't they? Yeah. So, um, but it was just such a good scene. It was so tense. And it was just set up so well. And at the ending, when you find out, you realise how... You're angry with yourself. Yeah. For, for questioning why you thought it wasn't... Because, you, you, uh, yeah, at this point, and, and afterwards, you can think, oh, I can't be him. You talk yourself out of it being yeah. him. Because, one, it's too obvious. And two, yeah. the movie says it's not him. Because we looked at the phone yeah. records and everything. I want people to tweet us. If they actually... Honestly. Yeah, honestly, if they got the killer and they stuck to their guns... And they were right at the end. Because I'll be really interested to know who, like, who thought who um, killed these people throughout the film and how many suspects they went through before they stuck to their guns and got it. Or who actually got it right straight away. And did you guess that um, there wasn't just one killer? Just tweet us at the Film Real Cast. I'd love to know the answers because it fooled me again and again. So Billy's questioned um, the next day uh, and he's Look, released. I didn't kill anyone. And he looks a freak in bloody jail as well. And Sydney receives a phone call while she's staying around Tatum's house. Yes, she does. Which is another comical scene, which is really funny, where she freaks out. And then Dewey runs downstairs. Because he's obviously sisters of uh, brothers and sisters of Tatum. Right, he might as well be a sister. Yeah, with his gun, doesn't he? He comes out out with his gun and he uh, picks up, uh, after long it's obvious, hello, on the phone. Clearly, good five minutes for the scene. (laughs) And that was brilliant. After he's hung up. Yeah, I hung thought up. it was so, so good. Um, and again, they revisit that scene when they're back at Sydney's, um, at the last scene in the film, yeah. don't they? Um, so the, the next day, you go back to the school, and suspicion has now shifted um, to Sydney's father since Billy's been released, which is Neil Prescott. What, what, did, what did that do for you? As in, like, um, did you... Uh, what did you think about him being arrested? Were you convinced in it? Were you yeah, even more convinced than you were that it definitely wasn't him now? Well, it wasn't Billy. Yeah. Uh, I thought... Because they looked at the phone records, didn't they? Yeah, well, I thought that Billy could have made the phone call from prison. Yes, but I figured it's been a bit obvious, though. Yeah. If you, did, if, if I told you before watching this film, Stuart, they're two killers, would that change things? Uh, and you're guessing. Would you think you would have guessed one of them? Would you have stuck with your guns with Billy more, thinking it could have been a tomato? It was not? so obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, but if it's I really said, difficult. Yeah, but you did not know there were two killers. That's what I'm saying. If I said there are two killers, would that change things? In all honesty, do you think or not? Yeah, probably would have done. And I, do you reckon you would have got, well, you would have got at least Billy right? I would have got Billy. I'd, see, I don't know. I'd like to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, but, because when things are so in your face like that, and then it never works out. But I, I think in your mind, without even knowing... You're going through the rules of a horror film, aren't you? 
You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and you, you kind of, in your head, know what to expect almost because of, because of the way the genre is. Yeah. Which is why this is Mickey taking out of it. Yeah, and it, and it was so good. And they could break the rules by taking a piss out of them, which, why it was so unique. Um, yeah, so it's gone over to Neil Prescott, who's sitting his that, that Again, that didn't really have an impact on me. No, it um, didn't, but they did say he's not at the Hilton, which is where he said he was. Yeah. Where is he? I thought, oh, he's shagging around. Yeah. Because uh, the but, phone has been traced to him, hasn't it? Yes. Um... So then Sydney speaks to Courtney Cox, and then you find out that Courtney Cox, who plays Gail Weathers, wrote a book ages ago um, about the, the mother, uh, Sydney's mum, being murdered. And it was uh, Sydney's evidence who put away um, Cotton Weary. On the, uh, on the death sentence. Yeah, for, on an ID. And uh, Cox believes that Weary is innocent, um, and she's just using this to boost her career, and that she believed that. She was so desperate, and she saw what she wanted to see. Yeah, but even but even Sydney, start, even after that conversation, Sydney starts to question it because Gail Weathers it says no, you, you know I saw Cotton Weary leave. You know you saw someone yeah. wearing a jacket or whatever leave. Yeah, and, and, and I like that, and I, I thought that was and even you, yeah even then as the audience you're saying you think oh another twist and you think and then I thought that killer's come back, but again you don't know who that killer is, so no and. And you know it's only a year, but you don't know the kind of the real circumstances. There's a lot of hearsay with regards to uh, Sydney's mum. But I, th- I think that's probably one of the strengths of the film is is in this way. Um, maybe it's a bit like the what you know. We I I wondered why they were friends. It doesn't feel the need, and it didn't have to explain everything. And yeah. I thought if it did explain everything, and it kept at this point going going on, it, some things were still a mystery. Yeah. yeah? And I thought, and, and I felt. Rather than trying to explain it and have the all boring scenes, I, I, the film went at a much better pace, and I think it was all yeah. better for it. Yeah, definitely, I agree. I mean, after that, Sydney bumps into Billy, um, and he says he's innocent, and she kind of apologises and explains why. Um, and again, I was still sceptical about Billy. There was still something about him. And I don't know, and I think that's credit to the writing of this and credit to the acting that of what he does where he just looks like a fucking nutcase cause he's he, does have, he does have a serial killer look all over yeah him, he really he? has um, that's in the high school and Sydney goes into the girls cubicles uh, and there's a couple of girls in there who are running her mum down basically aren't they saying that yeah. she was a slag and a whore and stuff like that um, and uh, whilst that's happening you see a, a kind of Gail talks to uh, Dewey and that's when a uh, he has that line, doesn't he, that I was 24. What does he say? He, goes, he says to her, um, uh, Gail Weller says, my show's popular between 18 and 24 years. He's like, I don't watch it. Yeah. Makes out he doesn't I'm 20, you know. And he, she goes, how old are you? He says, I'm 25. And he goes, but I was 24 for a whole year. And I thought that is as smooth as used to. Oh, no, no, no. You've clearly taught Dewey a few, a few, a few <laughs> no, things about the birds and no, bees. Maybe in looks, that's about it. But, um, but yeah, so she goes into the... Uh, these toilets and then you don't know whether it's the killer because you see someone running down a corridor in the screen mask and black so yeah you see and you see the boots yeah. and you see the black thing come down now was that the killer or was it a prank at school because he didn't have a knife no and that's what I don't know and and I kind of thought what kind of sick school if someone gets murdered what kind of sick or two people get murdered who are known to the school yeah. wearing that outfit that you then have pupils running around the corridors wearing the outfit. It, it's all fucked up, isn't it, really? You know what I mean? And then you've got kids, and he's laughing. Um, 
Happy Lillard. Lillard is laughing about it, thinks yep. it's hilarious. Yeah. And, he, and you kind of think, is Quack. he just a prat? <laughs> Which he clearly is. Did his character annoy you in this film? Yeah, it did annoy me, yeah. In a, but did it take a, it, but to the point that he annoyed me, but it didn't take away anything from the film. I didn't like the film less because no. he was in it, if that makes sense. No, because he but was he annoyed one, me. Yeah, he was the only one like it in the film, wasn't he? Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of characters, and I suppose they all had their own, um, they all had their own character, and no two characters were no. the same, were they? Um, so due to uh, these kids running down the corridors and stuff like that, in the antics, school is suspended. And I'll put you in here, Lillard, uh, in honour of the school being closed, he wants to hold a party. Um, and I, even in my notes, I put, he's a real cock. <laughs> he's a real cock of a character better playing Shaggy so uh yeah there you go good you yes absolutely yeah, so yeah. after the and this, this bit really surprised me because after the students left the school um Principal Hembury who's a Henry Winkler I also thought he could be the killer at one at this point when you saw him here okay because the, it's really weird the conversation he has with those two students he's got those scissors isn't he yeah and he's flashing these scissors around, and you hear kind of the blades cutting together, how sharp it is. Which is a very similar sound effect to the way that he's going to knife. Yeah, yeah. With the scissors. And he's really pissed off and angry, pushing the scissors against him. And you kind of thought, is he the killer? Or is he just a normal bloke who's pissed off? And again, it was another... I mean, it didn't last very long, this seed, that he planted in my mind, but... No, 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 yeah. another 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, it lasted as long as an England lead in a football tournament, I think, <laughs> didn't it? Unfortunately, they, they go 1-0 up, and then, and then suddenly it all goes pear-shaped. Sorry, sorry. That's it, I digress. It up. Um, so he, he is the noises in his office, on her alone, yeah. so he goes for a look around, um, and he says, fucking kids. And then he apologises to Fred the janitor. And it's, it is absolutely brilliant, and it's the original clothes... From the Nightmare on Elm Street, yes. yeah, yeah. worn by um, Wes Craven, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. What, 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 what? Yeah, what? Amazing, isn't it? It's so great, isn't it? Is it? Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. Um, so yeah, so he uh, he says apologies to uh, or apologizes to Fred the janitor, um, and then he goes back in. And when he goes back in, he shuts his door slowly, and you know the killer's going to be behind the door, don't you? Yep. And then he just gets stabbed. Yes, he gets stabbed a lot. quite a few times, doesn't he? He does. Did you like the shot with it in his pupil, his eyeball, yeah. and then you see you saw the, the horror, killer's face? Yeah, yeah, you saw the, the ghost man, ghost mask. Um, but that was really, really good. And when the Fonz died, it was like, fuck it, can't be the Fonz in. So, uh, who is it? Because I'm still not too sure. Cause, no. Because you saw um, Lillard leaving, you, you saw Billy, yeah. you kind of think, well, there were those people, so... And you don't know like, the time difference in these things, do no. you? So you just assume it's as they're leaving this person. But having said that, looking forward now to the party, uh, one clue could possibly be Billy is one of the last people to turn up at the party. Yeah, Billy is, yeah. And they, they it was very convenient that um, they were going to cut out the sketch in there where um, Fonz dies. Okay. But they were going to cut it out and then... They didn't. They needed a reason to get all the other kids away from the party at the end. Oh, and so that's they, the only reason why they put it back in. So that's the reason why they put it back in because it's a convenient way. See, I think without that, you would have had a long, far too long a period without without a death. I know not that you, you know, yeah. oh, I love death or anything, but yeah, I, I think that really would have hurt the film. Yeah, and they put it back in because then it was something to draw the kids away, yeah. which which was great. Um, 
He then goes to the video store with Stu and Randy, who are talking about um, tropes in all horror films, such as, again, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Prom Night. Um, and it's funny, because he says that the, uh, the dad's a red herring, and uh, Billy's the real killer. And that's what Randy says, doesn't he? Yeah. Again, that's another... They're telling you who the killer is. Yes, right? I know, I know, I know. I, I still didn't get it. They're smacking that rubber fish in your face, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's still not having any effect. Yep. So, and he turns around and Billy's standing there. Um, and looking back at it, you kind of think, fuck's sake, of course he's the killer. Um, so, the police have traced, as I said, the police have traced all the calls to where Sydney's dad um, is still one day away from um, the day before the anniversary of the death. Um, Tatum's boyfriend, Stu McAvoy, is a massive party because the school's closed. Um, the party's attended by Sydney Tatum, uh, Randy Meeks, uh, Billy Luke, or Billy Loomis turns up a bit late, uh, and loads of other students. And Gail, did you, sorry, did mate. Did he, though? Sorry. Did you find it a bit cheesy at the party and other scenes where the camera would pan and you saw Ghostface going, <laughs> and running, running down? There were a couple of scenes where it was completely unneeded. Where was that? He was walking, like, you saw the Ghostface guy, and he would all run towards the party. Was he? Yeah, a couple of scenes where you see it. Literally about three, four seconds. Unless I dreamt it. I don't remember that. Maybe we watched a different cut. Maybe I watched an uncut version or something. I don't know. I, was I, wa- I watched it on DVD. It was literally very quick, very few scenes, but oh, really? two what? or three I, times. Were you, they were filming the house, were they? Yeah, like they will pan from the house, pan away, and you saw like him walking, like running in, the, in like, some hedges towards, towards oh, the really? house. Oh, really? Yeah, all I'm saying is that, that annoyed me a bit because it wasn't needed. I don't, know whether they, that. I don't know whether they added that in, or I may have dreamt it last night because I watched it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of taking notes. I was writing this. <clears throat> it may have just been an unfortunate time when I, uh, when I looked away. But, um, but yeah, so there's the main characters there, plus a lot of other people. Gail um, Weathers is there. She turns up uninvited because um, she's expecting the killer to strike. Is Gail Weathers prettier than Monica from Friends? Bear in mind that yes, she is, yeah. I think so too, even yeah. though she's a bitch. Yeah, she's, she does look. She's much better in this, isn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, as a character, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and she's a Dewey who's uh, there to look out on. And Dewey's character, what did you think of him? He's my favourite. He's my favourite character for all the wrong reasons, but he's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's great. Such a, he's such a doofus. When they call him Dewey, and he goes, "Mum told, <laughs> yeah, Mum, Mum told you. When I wear the badge, you respect me." <laughs> and he's a laughing stock throughout the whole police force, isn't he? Oh, they, they all take the piss out. Yeah, of him, yeah. I, I love the, and he's exactly the same in Scary Movie when he's got that written badge, sh- the written Dep- paper badge of sh- Deputy Dewey, or yeah, whatever they do. <laughs> with uh, <laughs> that on there, and he's brilliant. Yeah, so. I, I liked his character. I thought it was um, really light-hearted and it took a lot of the, uh, the kind of the, the, the tense or the tenseness away or whatever yeah. the right word is away from the scene um, when it pans to Dewey who couldn't investigate his way out of paper bag. But Absolutely. He means well, doesn't he? He does. I mean, one of the funniest things we skipped over was, um, you know when Sydney opens the front door and Dewey's there with the mask, he turns yeah. around and goes, Run! <laughs> <laughs> screams himself as well. Sorry. Carry on. Um, so, this is my favourite death in here when Tatum's killed. That is, a, that, that, that is most people's favourite death, isn't uh, it? Absolutely brilliant. Uh, she goes down to the kind of the okay. garage. Big clue now. Yeah. Big clue I was telling you about. What? Only one person knows. Two, well, obviously, whose house is it? Stewie's house. Uh, Matthew Lillard's character, yeah. Yeah. He tells her to go get the beers. Oh, does he? And, and therefore, his house, only he knows. 
where she is, number one. Yeah. And number two, it is his house. And then, uh, yeah, Billy's one of his best friends. Not too many people are really going to need to do that garage, are they? No. So very few people are going to know the up and down, etc. Etc. Yeah. Et but yeah, the big clue for me, looking back at it, was he goes, go get the beers. And she goes, get some beers. And, yeah. he, and oh no, she doesn't say beers for anyone else. Yeah. It's only, it's only him that's going to know where she yeah. is. But anyway, carry on. Sorry. Um, yeah, as you say, she goes down to the garage to get the, uh, the beers for everyone um, and again she has a conversation with the the, uh, the killer before being killed uh, and she's telling him uh, not to kill her and she wants to be in a sequel that was which, quite funny which I thought, I thought was really that funny. was really funny yeah which is great and, and again it takes the piss out of and takes the evilness out of all the horror films doesn't it, it? does you can imagine Jamie Lee Curtis saying to her Michael Myers, don't kill me, I want to be in uh, Halloween 2 and 3. I think we could get a franchise out of this. <laughs> well, you just injure me and uh, we'll keep going. Um, so she tries to escape uh, through the cat flap, doesn't she? Yeah. You know what? I, looking at I always think she probably could have got through that cat flap. Well, in real life, way. she could get through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because right. she was so small. Uh, what they had to do was nail her jumper to the garage door uh... to keep her up there. Um, and the garage door goes up with her head in it. And the head gets crushed. It's such a good death. It really it, it, is. And, and it was whatever um, fake head they used. It was cut so quickly, but it looked so grotesque. Yeah. But it was it did, for me. It still looked yeah. quite realistic. For a second, see. you see it getting crushed, don't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it is literally like a couple of frames almost, isn't it? But it's enough because you know what's going to happen. It's enough. You just picture it in your mind anyway, don't you? Yeah. And then and then he opens the door and goes back to the party. Yeah. Which is fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so Billy arrives to speak to Sydney in private. Um, it's very soon after the death it's very soon after the death yeah and again that still didn't fucking smack me in the face I don't know what would have done in this film um, maybe like luminous lighting saying I'm the killer and Stuart no it still partner. wouldn't have done you'd have if gone oh, I still uh, that it confused yeah. me yeah you're trying to throw me off scent now um, and it's again it's Stuart who says to them why don't you go upstairs yep. he? yeah yeah oh man you kicked myself at the end of this uh, meanwhile I like this the rest are watching Halloween um and they're all sitting around the sofa, and it's virtually mirroring their life at the moment, isn't it? It is. Where you've got the killer there. And they go through um, the set of rules, which is what I like. So again, it's basically pointing out who in this film is going to live and who's going to die. Absolutely. So the, um, it says there the are rules of horror films uh, that you have to live by to survive. It says, you will not survive if you have sex. So would you be all right? We, um, well, we've both got kids. Um, yeah, but would you be all right? <laughs> can, can you be a born-again virgin? <laughs> I'm not too sure. Uh, you will not survive if you drink or do drugs. You're fine on that one. I'm good on that. You? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good on that one. So, uh, would you be looked at me as if... Uh, that's real, like, you? Something you want to tell us? Wanna go on. It, you want to get it out yourself? I'm go, on. go on, then. Yeah. Come on. Uh, you will not survive if you say, I'll be back. Uh, everyone is a suspect. He says it. I like it when he says it in the um, oh, in the, in the video, the video rental rental store. <laughs> Everyone yeah. stares at him, thinking yeah. freak. Yeah. I'd imagine, but yes. Um, he's got two additional rules from the killer. He says you will not survive if you ask who's there. Yes, uh, which is very very true. And you will not survive if you go out to investigate a strange noise. Well, what Nev Campbell did. She went out to investigate. Well, it wasn't yeah, a strange but, noise, though, was but it? She was a virgin, wasn't she? Oh, okay, she yeah. Drink. Special powers. Yeah. She kind of had that virgin shield about her, the non-alcohol and drug shield. Um, 
And interestingly, caller IDs increased uh, more than threefold after the release of this film. Wow. Because people all got fucking freaked out. Uh, so I imagine there was a lot of, let's phone him, do you like scary movies on last speaker? <laughs> ah, look, listen. Yeah. I imagine a lot of that went on, yeah. Um, so meanwhile, uh, whilst this is happening, because uh, quite a lot of things happen at the moment, Gail and Dewey go and investigate a nearby abandoned car. Um, and it's uh, Sydney's uh, dad. Yes, that's it. And whilst they go away, it becomes apparent that um, Principal Himber is deaf. And he's been hung up on one of the goalposts, yeah. isn't he, on the uh, football pitch? It's a bit sick. We all go to see. But they yeah. kind of celebrate. Not, not, it wasn't that, oh my God, that's horrible. It was, let's see, ha, ha, ha. It, it kind of got the feeling. Yeah. And the only people now left there are Sydney, Billy, Randy, Stu, uh, with Gail's poor old cameraman, Kenny, who's stuck in the van. And what Gail's done is she's planted a camera inside the house with 30 you seconds know, I away. thought that, even, even it really only happened, you got used for two specific scenes, Fantastic, and especially when she came back, yeah. thirty second delay, because that set up set up obviously yeah. one thing. It was superb. A couple of things, absolutely brilliant, yeah. didn't it? I thought it was such a good idea. Um, so basically, Sydney for once does have sex with Billy. She's and lost her. She's lost fifty percent of her power. Yes, yeah, but she's got as long as she doesn't drink or take any drugs. She's fine. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, and this is like the climax of the film, really, after... No pun intended. They both climaxed, yeah. But they start having a conversation, and Sydney starts questioning Billy of some of the phone calls he made. But, yeah, but behavior. almost in a joking kind of way at first, isn't it? You yeah. Could... And then, whilst I was sitting there, I was thinking, yeah, it could be him. But then again, I get kicked in the nuts when, as they're kind of having an argument... Um, that Stu, or it's not, well, it's not Stu, it's kind of is Stu, isn't it? Yeah. Comes behind and stabs, which is done very, very discreetly, that Billy turns around and sees the masked killer, um, and he gets stabbed in the front, but you don't see him get stabbed, unlike which other deaths. in itself is a clue now, yeah. in hindsight, but yeah. Exactly. Um... So he's meant to be killed. But you drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? You, 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 you accept, <laughs> Like me, we accepted that and thought, told you he wasn't the killer. Yeah, and I just thought, well, that's what they're going to do. And yeah. they kind of teased you Fuck in and you, out. Fuck you, Wes Craven! Yeah, yeah. all the way along. Um, so Sydney flees again, because that's what she does best. Um, and meanwhile, Gail and Dewey have discovered the car that belongs to Neil Prescott, and they return to the house. They believe that Neil is now the killer, um, and that he's gone to kill everyone at the party. Um, Dastard. Yes. And then Gail attempts to leave in a van, doesn't she? She wants to take the van. Well, yeah, yeah, she does. So she, she runs to take the van, sees obviously Kenny there. Yeah. And then, and then they, they're looking at the uh, TV screen, aren't they? Or yeah. The recording. And then they see the killer behind yeah. Randy. But we've already seen that. Yes. Because we've, we've seen the killer well, that's Sydney about runs to out, kill yeah. Randy, and then you hear Sydney screaming. Yeah. And that's what stops him killing uh, Yeah, because Sydney runs out. Um... And then he comes out and he goes, no, it's on a 30 second delay. And he gets out of the van. And you see the door open and yeah. you're like, oh my God. Yeah. That is set up. I thought that was so brilliant. And poor old Kenny. Kill Kenny, you bastards. He gets his fucking throat cut, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? He does. Which is superb. Um, so then Sydney runs away. She goes in uh, Dewey's police car. And it is quite funny, isn't it? Again, it's quite slapstick that she's running from one side of the car to the other side of the car, trying to lock the doors, close yeah. the windows. And then he does the real wanky thing. He just then ducks down and yeah. he's gone. You don't know where he is. No. That's a shitty thing. But then... then yeah, then Gail runs... Well, she gets in the van now, Gail, doesn't she? And she, she fucks does. off. She fucks off. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, but what was a bit scary about the police car 
a typical tropey horror movie fashion. She's on the radio, not mm. on a, not really paying attention, and you, and, and you see the boot open up really slowly. Yeah, it's and you're like, oh, no, no. Yeah. Did you think she was going to die at any point? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I thought it was because she still had a no drug, no drink power, as we said. <laughs> <laughs> so Randy and Stu appear, and they accuse each other of being a murderer. Um, this time, I'm saying it's Stu. That's it. He's the killer. There's no other way about it. Because Sydney locks them both out of the house together. You, you, at this point, you thought it was Chido. Yeah, and she's got Jew's gum. Uh, a wounded Billy then arrives, and you think, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You were dead. Now you're back, and now you're mind-fucking me again. What were you, what were you thinking at this point? I didn't two? know what to think, to be honest. I really didn't know what to think. You gave up. <laughs> because all the other... Uh, the only clue there was all the other deaths were quite graphic. Billy wasn't graphic at all. It was just corn syrup, corn yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Which they used anyway. Um, so I kind of thought, oh, he's still with that nutty look in his eyes. But then, who was that other geezer? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're thinking something's going on and I'd make a bloody awful policeman because I wouldn't know. The clues are there, but they're just not telling me anything. Um, so Billy's wounded. He opens a door. I think um, you'll make a good policeman. No, I think you. you'll make a very good porn star. You're very star. clever. You'll you're make very... a great porn star. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so, where was he? I lost track then. Yeah, so uh, Wounded Billy arrives. You are a And Sydney, yes. tropily, gives him the gun. Oh, yeah. Because that's a sensible thing to do. She now, obviously, has got him on side and they trust him. He opens a door and then he shoots Randy, quoting Anthony Perkins from Psycho. There's a, a quote in there. Um... When he gets shot. Sometimes we all go a little, we all go a little bit crazy or something. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, that's when Billy reveals he's feigned his injuries and he's actually the killer and Stu is the accomplice. I was WTF at this time. I think everyone was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought, ah. Oh. And uh, then he gets worse because they actually rub it in your face and tell you. Um, so Billy and Stu discuss their plan to kill Sydney and frame the father. Basically, uh, it's Stu is just nuts and just likes killing people. He doesn't, yeah, yeah. And he's he, just he, sick. Yes, which kind of explains why well, there's almost been this, not, oh, not really quite random killings, because yeah. there was no reason to kill Drew Barrymore other than to start it off. Yeah. Almost, you know what I mean? That's to start it, this yeah. chain of events off. Yeah, so, um, and Billy wanted to do this because he killed, or they both killed um, Sydney's mum because she was shagging Billy's dad. Yeah. And they cause him to split up. Yeah. And she calls embarrassment. Um, so they set up Cotton Weary to be the killer. That's what they did. They're the ones who did it, which was brilliant. They had Sydney's dad um, all the time held hostage, didn't they? Yes, they did. And they were going to put the voice recorder and the mobile phone on him and basically kill her and then just set it up yeah, because they're going to be a sequel, maybe. Yeah, and it, and it was just absolutely brilliant. And when they tell you about how they did it, you sit there thinking, "Fucking hell!" It was so obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But how did I not it was fucking too get it this? Was too obvious. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and you just and that's what blows it out of the water for a lot of other horror films. That they give the it's like the magic circle. They give you the secrets yeah. of how to work it out, but they do it. And they tell you who the killer is so many times in this film. And when I watched it again, you can see it. You can, you can. And if I watch it again tonight, 
I'll see it even more and realise I'm even more of a dick than I know I am. I know, I know, I know, but, but talking about it. dicks, how, how crazy do these two get? They end up stabbing each other That's to try and make it more yeah. How messed up is that? Yeah. Right, to the side, but not too deep. Don't yeah. go too deep. They, both, they, they have a go at each other. They stab each other about three or four times, don't they? Yeah, I know, yeah, I know Billy for a fact is completely gut stew almost. Yeah, and Stu's like, oh my god. I, I think I'm dying. Yeah. 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 Fucked. I do like the bit when uh, um, they bring Sydney's father out. Sydney, Sydney runs away. Yeah. I think, and I think in between that, Gail Weathers comes out. Uh, the gun goes missing. She leaves the safety off and gets yes. knocked out again next to poor Dewey. Yeah. He's been uh, stabbed in the back. And then yeah. uh, Sydney's on the phone to Matthew Lillard, and, and it's the, the only line I like in the whole film that comes from him when he says, "My mum and dad are going to be so mad." Yes, uh, that was brilliant. I thought that it? was really funny. Uh, yeah. He clearly chose his mental, I think. But yeah. Yeah, he is deranged, isn't he? He is. My mum and dad. Are <laughs> um, and they, they, and they also the bit that, which was improv by him when he turned around and the gun was missing. He went, "Used to be got a problem." Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah right, which nice. was improv by um, Lillard. So again, they have a bit of a scuffle, um, and Billy gets shot, doesn't he? He does. Uh, and how does Stewie die? I can't remember how Stewie dies now. Okay, okay. What happens is um, Stew he runs it. He runs into the TV room and the TV gets thrown on his head. Oh, that's right, yeah. And Billy, get, first of all, gets stabbed with an umbrella. Yeah, several proper, times. Like, it's proper, quite... You, it, very good, because you can see the umbrella goes right into him, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can see it, yeah. It's quite graphic. Um, so he's laying on the floor, and even uh, Randy's awake now, isn't he? Because he's, he's virgin powers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he, he, he had, had a bit, yeah, definitely a bit, about no the virgin drugs. powers. Um, shows you how powerful he's been a virgin, doesn't, does, it? doesn't it? It, it does, not it? You're a lucky man. Um, Thank you. So then they walk up to him and even Randy says... I don't know how that happened. Oh, right. Anyway, moving on. I'm making a conception. By you, she came out of your tummy. Didn't she? No, 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 no. It's really? like my other half, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She, and for, she's definitely mine as well. Yes, I can vouch for that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and when they walk up to Billy, this is the part, yeah. Randy says, this is the part where he gets up. Yeah, and again, it's one more, one more like, final yeah. scare. And uh, he gets shot in the head by Sydney, doesn't yeah. he? And... That is it, and then really the film ends, doesn't it? And it ends with yeah. the sun coming. Yeah, Gail Weathers comes. Gail Weathers comes out and kind of does like a report. summary, a report of it, what, what's happened. Yeah. The camera's panning away, and it ends quite. And, and yeah. it ends there. Oh. Do, do, do he still alive? Taken off. Yeah. He's going to have a severed nerve that he carries with him for screaming two and three, but not four, apparently. Um, really. I don't remember seeing four, as I said. But this was brilliant. This was written so well by Kevin Williamson. Absolutely great and directed. Just. Fantastic. Well, yeah, well, you said it so well. It's it's come it's come down to the it's come down to money time now. Yeah. And, and numbers, Jude, and numbers. I'll go first then. Yeah. I I was going to give it a three and a half, but talking about it again, and the fact that it did have such an impact, and I I did enjoy it way more than I thought I would, to be honest. I honestly thought uh, I, I'm that it might not it might not hold up, you know, bearing yeah. 1996 and a lot of 90s films. Uh, um, when I look back at them, probably don't so much, but yeah. So I'm giving again. I'm giving it a four out of five. I think it's, it's really, really, it's really, really good. Um, the positives, I think, best intro to a horror film ever. Yes. Up until you know, and I still think it's still one of the best intros. Yeah. Looking at looking looking at other other horror films, the negative. I don't really want to say Matthew Lillard's character as, as a negative, but it did it did annoy me. Um, and I mean, that's that's to be honest, that's probably. That's probably really it. I mean, there, you didn't really need any more expl- explanation from the killers or about Sydney's mum or anything. That really wasn't needed. Um, 
So there you go. That's that's pretty much my summary. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's one of those films you can you can watch. You know, one of you know at least once a year, twice a year kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I echo what you say that I'm going to give this film a four, um, and uh, best bits. I just enjoy the suspense and the fun of it, uh, and when you watch it first time. It's a great film. If you've never seen it before, it is a really good whodunit slasher film. Yeah, we've now ruined it for you. If you if yeah. you've got to this point, but yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a, as I say, it's a great whodunit slasher with comedy in as well, and it keeps you guessing all the way through the film. It does, and it gives you so many red herrings, and then it puts it right in your face of who the killer is. Uh, I just love that side of the film, and watching it again and again, it's nice watching it in frustration. Wondering how you didn't guess that person yeah, who did it. Absolutely. Um, I really haven't got any particularly bad bits in this film. I, I, I like the pace of it. I like the it, it was it, a, the originality of the film. Not, I don't think it's that long either. I forgot how long it is. It didn't seem that long. No, maybe like about an hour and eighteen or something like that. You're really, I mean, yeah, it does seem quite short when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, there's not an amazing amount to it, but it rushes along quite quick. Yeah. Quite, quite quickly, and I can't really remember. As you're right. There's not really any scenes that you think that doesn't need to be there, I felt. No, no. And from doing this, I didn't realise that um, there's a Scream series that MTV have done, um, which I've not watched, which I won't watch, to be honest. Uh, and it's kind of loosely based on the Gainsborough murders. Uh, okay. Gainesville, whatever it is, uh, Killers Again. Um, but it's a different mask, because I didn't realise that Fun World, as I said before, own yeah. the rights I to did, the mask, yeah. and they would release it, so they... Oh, done okay. another mask but um, yeah there's a, a TV series MTV off screen um, and we've got there's another three screen films that I doubt we'd be doing to be honest no no Graham doesn't like horror films does he, he doesn't he? But, but I can't it wouldn't surprise me in, in, our, in our lifetime or even in the next 20-30 years no. that they don't do a remake of Scream it wouldn't I think that would be wrong but a bit like Jules have always said that it wouldn't surprise me Would I, it? yeah it'll be a I think it would be a shame if they did do it. Uh, obviously, they keep recycling everything, don't they? But yeah. I think once you've seen the first one... You've kind of seen them all. You, yeah, you've seen them all, and you don't need to watch a remake of it because no. you know who the killers are, don't you? Yeah. So uh, it just it wouldn't be original, and that's why this is so good, because it is so original, and it's so much fun, and it killed a lot of horror films before that. And I think made a lot of horror directors. I mean, they were looking to get Sam Raimi um, to do this film as well. Uh, I think Rob Zombie as well. They were looking to get other people on board before they settled on Wes Craven, who turned it down because um, he was currently in the middle of a project that actually collapsed. And then he went back to it. And when he realised that Drew Barrymore was on board, who was like A-list at the time, that he said yes and uh, kind of... So I think the script was sold four hundred thousand dollars at the time. Why not bad at all? So yeah, going back that time was really really good, and the money it made. But I think it's a great film. I I really enjoyed doing it. It was great to, to go back. As I always say about this podcast, you go and watch films that you haven't seen, or you wouldn't necessarily go back and revisit. So uh, yeah, I probably unless uh, I was I was showing obviously uh, um, you know like kids when they're older, I probably yeah. would. You know, like 16, I know it's an 18, but not 15, 16, 17. Yeah. I'd probably do it at show. I'd probably shoot one of the horror films I might show them. Yeah. But other than that, that would probably be the only reason for me re- mm. re-watching it. And another film, just, what was we done there? Another film, I saw, I saw two films. I saw Rise of the Craze, 
which is a new film. Graham would like it. Which, which Graham would it. like it, which means it's shit. It's fucking <laughs> awful. If you really want a crap night in, um, or you don't love or like the person you're with, get a bottle of wine, watch The Sweeney, and then watch Rise of the Craze. And you, you can guarantee it will be a, a relationship destroyer. Um, and also went to see uh, Straight Out Compton. Really saw good? it twice. Really good. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Absolutely brilliant soundtrack. I mean, I love that music. I was well into it in the 80s. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. It's just brilliant. Watching it in a cinema, really loud. And uh, yeah, it's just brilliant. So I definitely recommend it. If, you, uh, if you're kind of my young age of uh, 40, then um, go and watch uh, uh, Straight Out Compton. And also, I'd like to recommend... Uh, as well, a friend of the show we speak to a hell of a lot um, is if you go off to Twitter, she's on Facebook as well, uh, at Mish Watkins, at Mish Watkins, M I C H E Watkins. Uh, she's a UK artist and she does uh, the most amazing paintings. She yeah. really does. Yeah, they're, uh, the last three paintings she's done uh, are portraits of women, um, and it's kind of, it's, it's not filth, they're very sensual. But they're amazing pictures. He's such a good artist. Okay. A lot of them will be the side profile of a woman who's putting makeup on in the mirror. Or there's a brilliant one she did with... There's two women sitting down. One of them's trying a pair of really nice shoes on. And the other one's looking at her. And that's called, I think that's called jealousy. But she's looking at her as if you, you bitch. They're the shoes that I wanted. <laughs> and it's just a brilliant picture. Her pictures are so, so good. And if you follow her on Twitter, um, she sends you updates, like blogs, with regards to... Um, her work and what's the next project and what the idea was behind this project and it's at Mish Watkins and she loves talking about her work she's really really passionate she's got a website as well um, oh, you fantastic. can find that uh, if you go to our website um, the film real cast is .co.uk yes uh, on the front page there is a link to her website but um, she's a great person great artist and I definitely definitely recommend going to her site have a look at the pictures and, uh, and buy one. So uh, the last one she did was absolutely brilliant of the female putting some... It's, I, I don't do it And we're not getting paid. We're not getting paid. We're not getting paid to say this. You're, no. Um, but it's just a female getting uh, putting makeup on in the mirror. You say getting paid them, won't you? Yeah, really? I, don't, I don't do it justice. But it is an amazing picture. And uh, it's my uh, backdrop on my phone because it's just such a good picture. So um, go and visit her. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, we really enjoyed speaking about Scream. We did, we did, and uh, we have no idea what the next film is. I got so stay no tuned. Clue. I have not got a clue. I have yeah. not got a clue. We'll discuss with um, Young Graham, and uh, possibly Josh will be joining us again as well. Uh, I mean, if Josh is joining us, it'll probably be the last Star Wars film, I imagine. Yeah. But if not, it'll be something entirely yeah. different. But if you follow us on Facebook, or if you follow us on Twitter, at the Film Real Cast, you'll know before anyone else does what film we're doing. Because I will um, post it on there. But thank you very much for your time, guys. Bye. I think I'm dying here, man. <laughs> Hello? Oh, Stu, Stu, Stu. What's your motive? Billy's got one. The police are on their way. What are you going to tell them? Peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. No, rip you up, you bitch! Just like your fucking mother! You've got to find me first, you pansy-ass mama's boy! Fuck! Fucking hit me with a phone, dick! Fucker, where are you? Ah!
you fuck! Did you really call the police? You're sorry, Asa. My mom and dad are gonna be so mad. Ah! Dad!